Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Greetings, dear seekers. This is Blades from the Inhuman Experience podcast. We just wanted to say thank you for your continued support as you embark on this very personal journey with Bobby Anthem. We here at the Inhuman Experience have more exciting episodes to come as well as future projects and enhancements in the works. For now, I bid you Godspeed on the Devil's Thunder as we search for Bobby Anthem's lost soul. So this is a thing that's happening right now. Sally, for you, you have to deal with it. Just like I have to deal with it. Only slightly different because if you hate what you hear, if you're confused by the muddy and ecologically unfriendly polluted stream of consciousness, or if you just can't stand the stupid sound of my stupid voice, you can make it stop by turning it off. I have not been awarded such a luxury. I'm stuck with me. Trying my very best to explain clearly and concisely just exactly what's going on. Mm, I have issues. I know you're saying who doesn't or don't we all or some other dismissive shit like that. Don't be dismissive. I know we all have issues, but I don't know how to deal with yours. Barely know how to deal with mine. My plan is to just try to bump stumble my way through this shit. And maybe if I'm lucky, I'll fall ass backwards into something somewhat resembling an answer to the questions that I don't even know how to ask. I've been talking for about a minute, and honestly, I don't even know where to go from here. Guess I could start with my name. My name is Bobby Anthem. I'm in search of my lost soul. Don't worry, I don't plan to talk long. I'm going to try to keep this short. Seriously, I don't even know what I want to say exactly. Let's do this, since this is my first and possibly only episode. I'll tell you how I came into the whole podcasting thing. Starts way back in the time of Wizards and Dragons. Way back in the 1980s. Maybe even the 70s, really. 
since that was when my parents were blessed with this happy little accident named me. The only brother between two sisters, being heard and respected was not a thing that was ever going to happen for me in my house. I love my sisters and I know they love me, but they beat the shit out of me mentally and emotionally growing up. Any and everything that I ever did or said was wrong, wrong, wrong because I was a boy and that was all seven of the deadly sins of my house. Growing up under that kind of conditioning, it didn't take long for me to develop into a weak and meek, awkward and twitchy, nervous fucking weirdo. Y'all know the ladies all love a twitchy weirdo, right? <laughs> yeah, I was crazy popular in school. Nah, everybody hated me. I was fucking weird. Everybody treated me like wet dog shit. Anyway, my sisters molded me into that, and my dad didn't make it better because I was not masculine enough for him. My dad is an old-school southern man's man, and I know he loves me. He really does, but I was mostly just a constant embarrassment to him because I wasn't like the other boys. I was always at least an entire head taller than any of the other kids in school or in the neighborhood, but I never participated in any sports. Besides the fact that people always tried to push me towards sports, I just was never instilled with any level of confidence at home. I was afraid to try anything at all because I was already such a disappointment to my father and to my sisters. I, I didn't want to fail and make it worse for them. Ironically, me never participating in anything just made the other kids outside of my immediate group of friends look at me as even more of a fucking weirdo, which just embarrassed my sisters and my father even more. Can't win. Good thing was, though, that my mother recognized that I was sensitive and emotionally fragile. She gave me as much love and positive reinforcement as she could, but I was already damaged. There was no fixing that. Also, I had my friends. My boys. Most of us were just babies when we met, literally in diapers. We grew up together, and we're all still like brothers today. They were nothing like me. They were outgoing, confident, and popular. Girls loved them. They hated my weird ass, but they loved the shit out of every one of them. There were so many times in school I would hear people ask them, why do you hang around with that guy? <laughs> they always had my back, though. You know, They would never let anybody come between us, and they never let anybody fuck with me. So that's me, that's them, and that's us. Now, in the very early 80s, Cleveland was still grooving real heavy on funk and R&B. We really didn't have much hip-hop. I love funk, because I dug the beats and the crazy rhythms, but I didn't give a shit about R&B. Even at that very young age, I knew that R&B was all about getting girls, and I knew that I was too ugly and weird for girls to ever like me, so I hated the music. I needed something different, because I was different. Honestly, can't even remember how it happened, but I was the first one in the crew to discover hip-hop. We were in, like, first or second grade, and they were all doing choreographed dance routines like fucking New Edition or DeBarge or some shit. And I didn't have the desire or the rhythm, so they're all singing and dancing while I'm beatboxing and grabbing my nuts. <laughs> they didn't know what the hell I was doing. I explained to them what hip-hop was, or at least my interpretation of it at that time, and they resisted. They didn't get it. They thought it was weird. I can't remember how old I was when my mother asked me what I wanted for my birthday. All I wanted was a tape recorder. I got a tape recorder. 
I started writing and recording my corny little raps over funk instrumentals, and that was when they started to get it. Especially when they started hearing Houdini and Run DMC on the radio doing the same shit that I was doing. Suddenly it was much cooler than singing and dancing and begging girls for the sex that none of us were even thinking about having at that age. So yeah, I guess it sort of started with that tape recorder. Because I recorded everything. Recorded my little raps, convinced my friends to start rapping. I'd record myself reading books, mostly sci-fi short stories. Shout out to Papa Dave. And I don't know if all kids do this, but I started formatting, producing, and recording my own radio show. All on that one tape recorder. For nobody to hear but me. Jumping ahead, I guess that made it easier for me when I eventually became a radio personality after college. Yeah, if anybody was unaware, I was an on-air personality at a major market commercial radio station. Playing slow jams, of all things. (laughs) Radio was fun until it wasn't. At my peak, I was a young local celeb. I had no kids at that time, so I had money. I had groupies. I had status. I was the shit. Because of my conditioning, though, I knew that I was still that fucking weirdo who all the kids hated and treated like shit. I couldn't break that programming. The city thought I was a boss, but I felt like a fucking fraud. And since the universe craves balance, everything came crashing down all at once. I had a baby, another one on the way. I lost my eye, I lost my job, I lost my home. All at once. Life was fucking peachy. Jumping ahead again, I became a depressed, disabled, unemployed, stay-at-home dad with three kids. I stayed home taking care of my three little girls while their mom worked. Say whatever you will about gender roles and expectations, but me not being able to make my own way in the world and combined with the fact that I never quite measured up in the eyes of my dad and my sisters, I was feeling less and less like a man every day. The depression was deep. I tried to find things to do at home, anything to keep from letting the depression kill me. I still wrote and recorded songs as a hobby, but I had given up on anything ever happening with that. The music started to change and my passion started to fade. What probably saved my life, and I guess is the first recognizable connection to me doing this, was my lifelong love of pro wrestling, which I forgot to mention earlier in this story. And the invention of YouTube. I spent so much time on YouTube looking at everything that I loved. Old rap videos, cartoons that I used to watch as a kid. Shout out to Saturday Morning Cartoons Podcast. And a deep dive into interviews with pro wrestlers. After a very long time of doing that, I started to notice that most of the interviews were conducted by some regular guys who were calling themselves In Your Head. I still had no real concept of podcasting, but I figured out that it was really just like internet radio. I found out that In Your Head was broadcasting live on a regular schedule and decided to check them out. Seriously, these were just a couple of regular guys, and holy shit, they had a cast of weirdos calling in. In Your Head Online Wrestling Radio was the very first podcast that I ever listened to, and the callers were a bunch of weirdos, so I knew I had found my home. And here's what ties it in even more. Among the weirdos who would call in to In Your Head were a few of what I would call normal people. A couple of those normal people were a guy calling himself Boxman, 
and a guy named Shaheen. As entertaining and amusing as it was to listen to the weirdos, Shaheen and Boxman were a nice change of pace. It got to the point where I started to look forward to them calling in every week. So when Shaheen called in one night and announced that he and Boxman were going to be starting their own podcast called the Hot Tag Podcast, following them was a no-brainer. They said they were going to be on a platform called Mixler. I wasn't familiar at all, but I found out that I could download it on my phone. Discovering Mixler, I was in my glory because it opened me up to an entire universe of podcasts that I had no idea existed. Through Mixler, I discovered Legends of the Panel podcast, who I somehow ended up becoming friends with. I found a few other random shows that were okay, but directly through THT podcast, I found Wrestling Soup. I had no idea Wrestling Soup had been around for so long and that they were so established and respected. They brought an entire community with them. It was through Wrestling Soup that I found Getting the Corner podcast, and from there, the floodgates busted wide open. Never before in my entire life until I found Getting the Corner have I ever felt like I belonged or fit in anywhere. In the corner, not only did I fit in, but I was genuinely loved and respected. Yuck and Dogger would encourage me to call in every week, and if I didn't call in, they would call me. They made me feel like I was an important part of what they were doing. As I started making more and more friends in the corner, I realized that everybody in there was just like me. We all needed a place to belong. I was encouraged to do more and explore my creativity, to become comfortable with myself for the first time in my life. That's why I'm here. That's why so many of us gravitated towards each other. That's why I was able to build this bond with my hetero life mates, Bobby Blades, Klondike Bill, and Burbs. That's why I was able to connect instantly with Luke and Sam, who have since started their own show. I was able to connect with Scott and Rye, who also started their own show. I was able to connect with Evan and Russell and so many other people who I never would have known if not for this. I was able to introduce friends like Victoria and Big Papa Totoro to a world that they had no idea existed. And now I'm watching them take off and build bonds with people who I introduced them to. The community keeps growing and everybody has a voice. Even if we think we don't, everybody has something to say. Whenever we don't know what that something is, we should try to take the time to figure it out. Talk it out. I guarantee somebody is going to learn something. That's why I'm here. Not to teach you, but to teach me. I've known me my entire life, but I still have a lot to learn. With the support of my friends and with the blessing of my fellow inhuman Bobby Blades, I think what I'm going to do is try to take some time to find the parts of myself that are missing and to try to repair the parts of myself that are broken. At the very least, to try to understand... I don't know if this is a mission that I'm going to continue or if by explaining this to you right now is enough for me. But I do know that there's a whole hell of a lot more to tell and a lot more to try to figure out. That's why I'm on this journey in search of my lost soul. The time has come Time has come.